0: Today on the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast, we're talking about episode 5 of Moon Knight. All that right for the ad. Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. My name is Matthew Carroll. And I am Brian V. Klein. How you doing, Brian? Um, I don't know. I'm kind of,
1: uh, I think I'm in two minds right now of what's going on <laughs> after that episode, so <laughs> of, of two of minds, eh? Yeah, it's yeah at least two minds.
0: <laughs> I am incredibly sad, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I am just incredible. I mean, it was such a hard episode, like from the top, but the way it ended, mm-hmm. um, I am, I am, I can't believe it. I, di- I did not expect that. I knew, okay, spoiler alert, we're gonna get into episode five, so. Don't let us spoil you. But man, Stephen, I guess, is dead uh, as far as best we can tell. Now, he died in in an ethereal plane and he's a part of Mark's consciousness. So, like, not to say he can't return, but it seemed that, like, Stephen, part of Mark balancing himself was to get rid of the Stephen personality, right? Like, that seems like what's. Like, like mm-hmm. the Steven personality needed to sacrifice itself so that Mark could become one or something like that. Like, that's what it seems like they're going for.
1: That seemed like it. Yeah. Cause it seemed like, cause Steven was born out of tra- dealing with trauma in mm-hmm. Mark's real life. So it's sort of like you get rid of that part of it. It sort of balances himself.
0: Yeah. And helping Mark have a part of himself that was sort of kept away from the trauma um, and then kept safe from the trauma. And mm-hmm. and he even says, like, that's what you were for, you know? Um Yeah, you're and, not supposed to see any of the bad stuff in yeah, a sense. And now that he's seen the bad stuff, like he's outlived his purpose in a way. Like he's he's no longer the pure Steven that he was supposed to be. Um and mm-hmm. Mark and, and it was as soon as he flew over over the railings that his heart immediately balanced, you know? Right. <sighs> It's it, it's terrible. I don't want this. Sh- I I love the show. I really love the show, but I really don't want Stephen to be gone. You know. <laughs> I don't.
1: I think they'll find. I mean, it, we still have an episode left, and obviously they do this. So for the next seven days, we'll be talking about it and be you know mourning Stephen because yeah, they he was the main focal point. We saw the first episode for the whole time, and I don't think they're just going to. I I hope that they're not just going to, you know, that character's gone. But again, as we'll reiterate, pretty much in every review we've done of this show, Oscar Isaac, my God, that guy. Mm -hmm. His acting is just unreal,
0: man. Yeah. The facial acting that I saw this Mm -hmm. episode, when he is Mark inside the hospital trying to, like wrestle with whether all this is real or not and he, his face is just so emotive and like him looking at the doctor so skeptically his eyes super wide like he's just he's, he's playing layer on layer on layer you know we, we have these two completely different characters he's playing and then they're they're both going through multiple mental states you know mm-hmm. um, and environments and it's it's, it's amazing acting
1: yeah, I, it's, uh,
0: and we'll probably, again, we still haven't
1: delved into that third personality, that's mm-hmm. still in the sarcophagus, which I'm thinking he may need to, he'll find it and unleash it now that Stephen is, I'm just going to use it, temporarily incapacitated. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll see probably another, the more violent side. I mean, we we saw in this episode that Mark, basically was the mercenary but he was sort of like he did it for the reasons why he was punishing the people per conscious you know wishes afterwards Mm -hmm. beforehand but he even said that 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 was straight out of the Lemire run too with him being like he didn't want to with when he was working for Bushman he didn't want to kill these people he wanted to do what they were set to do but that's when they went off the rails and got himself killed. So, Mark in himself is not a bad person. He's not the violent, just kill everyone kind of guy. You might think that that's the the third um, personality. So, it's kind of a redeeming and kind of a sigh of relief to see that Mark isn't just like the the completely mo- the monster that Steven seems to think he is.
0: Yeah. And I think Steven's definitely gotten over that at this point. Steven, mm-hmm. I mean they're brothers you know like Mm -hmm. he's been his big brother all this time watching over watching out for him making sure he's safe making sure there's that sort of safe place to go and it's it's protecting himself while creating this like other personality that is like a brother to him now and i said it last episode but when when they hug i just didn't know how badly i needed that hug you know Mm -hmm. and and they 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 opened this episode with the um you know, last time on little thing, and one of the, they really focused on that hug, and I was just like, oh, I needed that, and like seeing them work together and push against each other this episode, and like try to hide Mark constantly trying to hide things from Stephen. Hmm, man. Yeah, I would want to hide those memories too, man. Those were brutal and deep, yeah. man. Yeah, we're spending all the time but- talking about Stephen's death or. You know, incapacitation as you say but like <laughs> the actual memories that we learned about the things that created the DID we've been talking about it since the beginning of the show where does the DID come from is it mm-hmm. was it konshu or was it uh, created as a child and like this episode went so dark
1: oh I know although at least one of the redeeming things is I like when um, Mark was getting attacked by his former you know all the people he had killed the sand monsters and Steven came to the revelation, like, listen, if it's in him, it's in me. And then he went and whooped some butt for a bit. So, and then he's just like, I got this dude.
0: He's a cricket player. So he's beating the crap out of him that way. (laughs) He yelled six. And he's like, yeah, I I prefer cricket. That's such a funny line. Because if you think about it from like the perspective of, you know, Mark being this American guy, creating a British guy and Mm -hmm. him being like, you know, I prefer cricket. Like, it's just so funny. It's so, so funny. Um, But yeah, I loved that. And I kind of want to see in the next episode, Mark have the realization that like, uh, like Layla maybe says like, you know, I wish Stephen were here. We need Stephen to solve this. And Mark say, well, if Stephen, Stephen's part of me, if Stephen can do it, I can do it. And he starts solving some like crazy, you know, uh, Egyptian riddle or whatever. Right. And even in some of the runs, too, the
1: personalities that Mark has are all, you know, they they work with each other. And the ones that are sort of more needed in that situation mm-hmm. come to the forefront. There's not a lot of fighting between them. Sometimes. Uh, they have been, in a lot of cases in this episode, too, as I've mentioned this before and even earlier, is that they are pulling a lot from the Jeff Lemire run. A lot of his backstory with the Jewish parents and the whole... I mean, that's just been his, you know, backstory, him being from Chicago. His dad's a, a rabbi and stuff like that. The whole part with the mom and the brother, I don't remember seeing any of that before. So oh, okay. they used that as a trauma because in a lot of the runs, he just... the His mental state just came from... It, it just was. You know, some okay. people just have that. I mean, it's not from any type of situation or any type of trauma. This was built out of a necessity to deal with what was going on yeah the way that well, his mom treated him
0: and we had, a, we, had a, we had a therapist write in a few weeks ago who told us that was the most common way that did manifests is early early childhood trauma that mm-hmm. causes did to manifest um, right. And so, it, it's interesting that they went that way. I know in the in the comics, there's other ways that, like, uh, mm-hmm. I believe uh, Ashley was talking about a, a version of the story where, you know, it's the Kanchu is the actual interaction with Khonshu that sort of creates the uh, personalities.
1: Yes, there are some like that, but I think the way that they did this, did it in this show is a lot more true to real life, and, and it's a good, you know, way to get this out there into the public consciousness of how things like this happen and how it's not you know it's a it's a i wouldn't say normal but it's just the way things are sometimes and you just have to it's a little more ground grounded and reality based
0: so Mm -hmm. you know kudos to them yeah for sure and it's it's so cathartic to see these scenes of these two characters running around and trying to come to terms with each other in like Mm -hmm. a physical way like so many episodes that are like this uh in in sci-fi and where they go into someone's mind or whatever um they kind of fall flat cuz it's like oh yeah you're just doing the thing but something about the two of them together like right. and 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 the fact that they've been separated by this gulf you know of not be, mm-hmm. of being in the same body but now being together for this episode and getting to like kind of fight side by side to try to solve the problem and like try to communicate and try to come to terms with each other. There's just something so cathartic about it. Um, I really, really, uh, I was impressed through the entire episode and, and mm-hmm. Steven's death at the end affected me in a big way. Um, yeah. I, I just, I, I, I've said this many times on, on cast, but one of the most important things about character deaths and making them matter uh making them hurt, I should say is and making you fear character death is loving watching that character because when there 's a character you just love to watch on screen it 's just funny and fun and just interesting and just wonderful acting or whatever whatever the thing may be um, then when you see them the, when you, when they 're close to death, you really fear because it 's not just a fear for like putting yourself in the story, but you 're also just fearful because you 're like losing a friend. You know what I mean? And I really feel like in a big way, like if Steven is gone, if he's gone from the show, I feel like I lost my friend Steven and I am so bummed to see Steven, uh, you know, go. I I think we'll get to see him in some form in the future. I, I can't imagine this is all for Steven, But
1: no, no, especially because they did the thing too, where he just he had the major revelation at the end, and that I can do this, and yes, and then mm-hmm. they take it away from you. It's, man, that's it's I terrible. mean, it's the, it's a it's the 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 hallmark of a great show, something like that. They evoke so many emotions. You had joy, you had excitement, you had sorrow, you had oh my god, and. You know, this show, it's, it, I hope they don't, you know, we only got one episode left and hopefully it's not just one of those ones where it ends and you're like, oh, what? So, I mean, I think that they've been getting yeah. all the strides. They know what they're, 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 they're they know this game so far. They, they've been working with, you know, a year or so of seeing what Disney plus shows can do. I think they're going to end on a high note and even on even maybe even a big cliffhanger that'll lead into something with the movies or something. So yeah. but it's still, it's just like so much talking, which I love about why Disney plus brought back the binge or got rid of the binge method, got mm-hmm. the weekly talking. If we would have had all six episodes in a row, there would be no talk between them other than just like, all right, you know, like how when you do like, uh, say, like Umbrella Academy or something, you watch an episode, you do a uh, podcast, you watch an episode, you do a podcast. There's not a lot of that big dialogue between it. Mm -hmm. This Disney Plus method and a lot of the streaming shows have been doing that as well. Like Amazon Prime went to the weekly method. I totally agree. Because it gets so much, it's out there now and some people Mm -hmm. don't like it. I love it because it gives you a chance. A... I think I watched episode 4 probably 10 times now. Right? Yeah, I have watched this so much. Yeah, I did, I never did that with any of like the Netflix shows or stuff yeah, like that because totally. it's like you watch it, you're done. Okay, good. You might go back and watch it yeah. again.
0: You're hungry for the next episode, so you're rewatching mm-hmm. the last one like just waiting to see, you know, wanting I, to know what happens next. And 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 yeah, I mean, obviously we're podcasters, so it's like the preferred method for us. But before right. I was a podcaster, I was a guy who liked to like Uh, me and David Robertson of the DC on screen podcast, like Mm -hmm. since we were five and six years old, we would just wander around after church and just talk for hours about what was going to happen next week on star Trek, you know? And like, Mm -hmm. that's what I've been doing. This, you know, like thing of like week to week talking about what's going to happen next, what's going to happen in this like show that we love. And like, that's the fun thing to do that, that water cooler talk that I've been doing for me. It's like, it really it, it really always is um like s- sunday after church talk like we would just like we'd go to church and that was when i'd get to see my buddy dave and we'd just like walk around for an hour while the parents were like mingling we were just walking around talking about whatever star trek batman you know all those things and so it's just it's so rewarding to be able to do that for such great content um mm-hmm. that they're putting out every week it's just just amazing Right. On that note there's something I did not realize that Courtney in the chat brought
1: up and she said, How sad was the movie poster for that what was it, the Tomb Buster or whatever? Mm-hmm. Where that Dr. Stephen Grant is and on the tagline is Where There's Fear, Stephen Grant is here. Mm-hmm. So that just not only in that movie poster, but that's Mark's life.
0: I think it was uh, when Stephen Grant is here, he there is no fear, or something like that, or he has no fear, or something like that. He created a persona based on that character, which is what we talked about last week after seeing mm-hmm. that little clip. Um, yeah, it's ter- it's terrible. Uh, him realizing yeah. he's the he's the he's the alternate and not the core personality. Right, right. It's. So many, so
1: many feels after seeing this, although they did, they, they did delve deep into a lot of the, the backstory of him and just his, you know, again, and the way that they do it too, with Tareddit saying, listen, you have to balance yourself out, F- make yourself whole which is why you get to see all this stuff and Stephen being inquisitive but what's going on mark trying to protect him from it because this is the stuff he wasn't supposed to see his whole life that's the reason why he's there and it just keeps it gets you so it it, it hit me so many times watching this going like man it's ah, this has got to just be tough for a mark seeing this again and then the Stephen personality going like he might understand mark a little bit better now was going mm-hmm. okay this is wow yours you know again Kids being kids, the bottom line was, what was his brother's name? Roro? Or, mm-hmm. I think that's the only thing they call it. His death was Mark's fault for them going to the caves when they weren't supposed to when it's raining. But Mark's even said, oh, we'll be okay. But you can't really play a lot of that on an eight or yeah. nine year old kid because, you know, that's going to traumatize them for life, which it did. Mm-hmm. But it didn't help that the mom blamed him and kept letting him know this is your fault and beating him and well no i think that's just- what
0: really drove him to the did and drove him mm-hmm. to be traumatized in that way because if it wasn't and we really started seeing Stephen in that room like hiding from his mom you know um that's i think where the split happened i don't think i mean his his brother's death was tragic but it's like. Mm-hmm. Tragedies happen and children can cope if they're given the right coping strategies and they're given the right support, but his mother just completely um, didn't give him what he needed and, and and really like destroyed destroyed him as a child and that's terrible. Earlier in the season, Layla says, you know you're oh, you're talking to your mom again, you know like it, it, you know it, it, it clearly they were even before her death, they were estranged because he just he couldn't go back there, you know after the way he was treated. Um, mm-hmm. It's, it's a, whew, that's a, that's a tough one, man. That's a really tough visit. What, what an origin story. Um, You're right. I'm really curious to see how Ashley feels about this episode because it's so, um, she's been waiting for this episode. She's been saying like, I want to see the episode where he like actually meets Kanshu And like, I want to see that, that, that flashback. And we get to see that this episode, but it's, it's couched in so much trauma and horrible, horrible, like emotions that, yeah, it's tough.
1: Yeah. It's again, hallmark of a great show. The way that they've been just hitting it. You, you if you, the people that are waiting to watch this all in one sitting for the first time are going to go through so many emotions in those, you know, six hours that they watch it. It mm-hmm. hits you on. I mean, this was definitely the, you know, the emotional turn and, I got to also think, too, and this is a little foreshadowing, when they were sitting there on the boat and Tara read, it's like, something's going on. People are being judged in the real life a lot sooner than they should be. I'm mm-hmm. assuming that that means that Harrow succeeded. Mm-hmm. Um, it's and his, awake. His, uh, I'm just awake and starting to just, you're dead, you're dead, you're dead, you're dead. And so they're just popping
0: up like crazy like that. Right? Yeah, I think so, okay. too. I think so, too um that is definitely what it seemed like and all and and you see a lot of it too like these like star it all looks like shooting stars are shooting down and like falling into the underworld um so yeah what what happens when ahmed is awake Mm. yeah it's uh, (laughs) wait till next week hopefully (laughs) it's one of those things
1: i hope next week when we turn on the show it says like an hour and forty-five minutes.
0: Like, all right, right we yeah. get like a full movie now. I need a full movie <laughs> at the as the end of the show. Yes, please. And it's gonna be two a.m. next week. I'm gonna be like, I'm I'm down. Let's go. Let's go yeah, to six a.m. I'm down. Let's do this whole thing. It won't be, <laughs> but you know, I we can no, wish, so. <laughs> we can we can, we can wish we can hope. Uh, go, uh, as uh, people who are tagging us over here on Twitch, we got uh, Court Ob says. Uh, they teased us so bad with the third alt and the taxis. Did, mm-hmm. You know, you notice all that when, uh, mm-hmm. there were like three or four moments in the show where there was a taxi in the background of different scenes. Mm-hmm. And, uh, as, as you, many of us know, uh, the Jake alternate in comics is a taxi driver. So that was yep. fun. And he's usually the guy that's like the real, just out for vengeance
1: type guy. That's rad yeah so that fits perfectly in that third personality for
0: this show for sure yeah the I, I'm really interested to see how he re, he relates to Kanchu and like is he the even more desired personality like is Kanshu like, yeah, this is my guy you know like and mm-hmm. marks Mark's good, but Jake is the guy I really want to work with. Let's keep Jake in that driver's seat as much as possible
1: right which is probably why it when he needs to be brought out. Kancho's gonna know about it, but he's not telling Mark because it's mm-hmm. just like because then Mark could be fighting against that. So
0: well and Mark has exactly just like Steven fought against Mark when he found mm-hmm. out if Mark knows there's a personality that is as vi- more violent and less principled. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Uh that's that's interesting. I I think it's so so much fun. Uh Cordobie also says subtitles said Randall when he spoke <laughs> uh okay. thought of Jeff. I'm guessing somewhere in the in the show. I don't know I don't know who Randall was. Oh, oh, he was, was probably boy? for the brother. Roro. Did yeah, they, Yeah, Roro that makes sense. was Randall,
1: so. Yeah.
0: Well, I'm really hoping I am going to try to see if Jeff can hop on next week and do the finale with us cuz I know he's been watching the show and loving it. Um, so cool. I'm not sure if if he'll be able to or not his his computer setup is a little messed up so i've been telling him he can come over to my house and do it but uh that may or may not work in the middle of the night i don't know <laughs> <laughs> come to my house at 2 a.m till uh, 5 till thing. 5 a.m yeah <laughs> it would be, fun. be too bad nah oh uh, but either way we'll, ho- we'll we'll hopefully hopefully get jeff on in the next week or two to to talk through some of this and he's definitely going to be on multiverse Versa madness next week so that's exciting no oh, cool uh, Anyway, well, that's all the things I see from uh, the people tagged us in. Uh, any last thoughts, uh BVK, before we move on to sleep time? <laughs> they keep bringing
1: back a little bit of some of the comic stuff. And it was when Mark was sitting there and they were arguing and he's like, he mentions Crawley. Crawley's mm-hmm. one of his guys who I had mentioned before is the gold statue man. Yeah. And... In the first scene when we go last episode into the hospital, he's sitting there standing and yelling at someone or talking to someone. That's Crowley's character. that's the actor that plays the gold statue man, and Crowley is pretty much one of Mark's man on the street type of you know, contacts. So pretty much a lot of the stuff, even if they don't use it on the phone in the first issue it said Layla Leila or episode said Layla Layla Leila Duchamp. J.P. Duchamp's another one of his mm-hmm. contacts he has. So at least they're referencing a lot of this stuff. Yeah. And a lot yeah, of the yeah. other things they mentioned, like I had said about him with the tomb and Bushman and just him wanting to protect and not kill the archaeologists, which caused him to die, which caused him to get to the, the tomb of Kanshu. That's straight. I mean, that's
0: pulled directly from the comic. So Bushman is not. Okay, there's Bushmaster is the is what I'm thinking of. Right, that was one's in Luke, uh, Luke Cage. Okay,
1: right, yeah. Bushman and he, the way he says it here is that he that was his CO in the army, mm-hmm. and in the comics it was just he was a mercenary that liked what Mark and uh, J- and Duchamp were doing on jobs, and so they pull him into this bigger job, which they were just even sort of like ah oh, we don't want to do it, but Mark's like well let's see how much but there's money into it, and then it ends up getting him killed. So
0: yeah. Uh oh man i yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm excited i'm excited yeah if you guys want mm-hmm. to know more about the comics go check out source pages they did it with three episodes on moon knight is that right
1: we did three episodes on the lamir run which they are pulling heavily from in this show last week we released an age of Khonshu, uh episode which is just really wacky it's a more recent run and um just for people that are listening to the show, we just released one last night, which is a primer for America Chavez. Yeah, I saw who that. Is, Yeah, she is going to be introduced in the MCU in... Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness next week. So it'll just give you a little backstory on who this character is and what her power set is and just who she is. It's a, it's a cool character to introduce. You'll see why there's some of the controversy of why Doctor Strange is not being played in some countries. So again, the world we live in. So because of the, the sexual orientation and she had two moms and stuff like that, it's
0: just ridiculous, but Hey, you know yep the world we live in 2022 it sucks bud it it really does um but you know this type of media being bold enough to put some of that representation mm-hmm. out there is what changes things like it, it really is mm-hmm. like one of the biggest things that changes things is just people seeing representation not only for the people that are you know are already in that community but like people that don't understand it getting a chance to mm-hmm. see it sometimes that can really impact people so hopefully this will get out to the world i think even in the countries where it's banned, it'll probably get seen because people love Marvel. Yeah. So,
1: yeah, people, yeah, people that want to see it will see it some way or another. It's the the, the internet's out there. So,
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> all right, man. Yeah. Well, thanks for being here, BBK. You guys check out source pages. Uh, Brian yep. V. Klein and Haley Hobbs over there holding it down, bringing all the yes. comics love to the Stranded Panda Network. And uh, we'll be back uh, uh, sometime this week with more, uh, more Moon Knight. And I think I'm going to have a commissioned episode drop in the feed later this week. So cool. stick around, hang out. Uh, we'll be back. Peace.